Hey, Maka. Hey, Strudy. Coming to you live from Los Angeles. Los Angeles, home of Contavious Caldwell Pope. JaVale McGee. And LeBron James. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a big sports and speed episode 13 tonight. What a day in sport. What a week. What a weekend. Yeah, it's been massive, hasn't it? It's all happening it's fantastic there's plenty of sport on and uh obviously your favorite time of the year nba free agency period had a monster day today yeah and hasn't disappointed um and there we're, we're left or not even left we've been just given a, just a steady stream of pure sporting content over mm. the last couple of days yeah absolutely and it doesn't look like letting up over the next couple of weeks either so. no no there's plenty to watch What a time to be alive. Plenty to talk about. There's plenty to break down. So we probably should get started because uh, we've been known to go for a very long time. So we might as well cover a fair bit of Try and keep this to to an hour. So what's our theme for today, Streety? Well, the other day when we uh, tried to tee this episode up and the weekend got the better of us, um, the theme for this show was going to be you win some and you lose some. And this was actually pre-free agency in the NBA. the, The title's probably now more relevant um, given the events of the last sort of, you know, 16 to 24 hours. Yep. Um, but we're going to touch on NBA soon. Yep. Um, I think it's probably best to recap what's happened um, in the last couple, last sort of seven, seven odd days. Yeah, well, it's probably slightly more than that. I, I th- well, yeah, no, probably not that far away. But let's let's go back over the win. You win some, you lose some th- scenario. So what have we won lately, Streety? We? Yeah, we. You and I in terms of our... Our supporter base, like so. So, who do we support? Let's let's break it down. The New South Wales Blues. Yeah, well, we we won Origin two. We won the series. Won Origin so two. Let's ki- finally let's kick it off there. Well, so does this feel a little bit shallow? This victory of a series because it wasn't. This was not the Queensland, the great Queensland team of old that we beat. No, this I mean, was a shadow of its former self. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a changing of the guard, um, and I think we've we've been given a bit of a glimpse as to New South Wales. This future, yeah. Um, I actually kind of like the way the Blues played. Um, I was, you know, like a lot of hype came on uh, Cleary, for example, sake, but I, he was fairly quiet in Game Two. He was. Well, um, I don't know. I only watched half of it. Yeah. Well, awesome. yeah. True. For the <laughs> listeners out there, we, you know, he was convened at a friend's place, Macca included. We had some ribs and uh, some pizza, and all ready for a sit down. And oh, I was there for the ribs and pizza. Only. Second half, Macca's snoring on the lounge. Well, falling asleep. Been a big week, mate. It's been a big week of sport. The World Cup was on. There's a lot of yeah. late nights. Yeah, but back to the origin. I really, really enjoyed um, probably the combination that uh, Latrell Mitchell yep. um, had with his outside backs. Um, Josh Adokar, who was a you know an outcast, Cronulla Jr., went to the Tigers, cast off by them. Yep. Found a home with Melbourne, and you know, as, as a lot of guys do, turned no, into, a, into a star and a rep player. It's like a star machine down there in the Melbourne Storm, isn't it? They yeah. just basically churn them out. And so, so origin-wise, was the game a great game? Was it an origin game? Was it is it is it was it just another origin game? What what was it like, Street? I wouldn't call it a classic. It? I mean, it could have been a lot different. Like, Queensland were dis, uh, had their first try, I think it was. Yep. Di- disallowed, um, but. I think you know. The well, the first fifteen minutes of the half that I watched, Queensland were easily the dominant side. Yeah, they had New South Wales on their back foot. I mean, they basically they, punched. They New got South out Wales to a twelve nil lead. Yeah, but the first try before they scored the next two was was disallowed, which I actually kind of thought were they was a, a, a little bit unlucky to have it yeah. taken off them. Yeah, uh, I would have, I would have gone. I would have remained with the on field try with decision and have it a try. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, as it turned out, only a couple of minutes later, Val Holmes crossed. For the first, and then it wasn't, wasn't long after they're up twelve nil. Absolutely. Uh, but to the Blues' credit, you know, I think in years past, um, obviously Queensland had you know stronger a stronger team. Yeah, they did. New South Wales would, would never have come back from that deficit. No. Um, and and let's talk about that then. So in years past, that's a totally different New South Wales side. Like uh, Brad Fittler didn't just kind of pick a few rookies. He totally cleaned house. Yeah. Because he left out guys that were what I thought in previous series probably some of New South Wales' best players. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Jackson from the Bulldogs. I know he's a Bulldog, but he, but I thought he is still an Origin player mm. and probably deserved a shot. Yeah. Uh, 
There was guys that Probably were... Probably to give, in large part, the fact that Laurie Daly wasn't there. Yeah. He was a terrible coach. Yeah, he probably was. Yeah, I'd rate him up there as in terms of terrible. He's almost at R- Ricky Stewart level, if not worse. That's pretty bad. Yeah, Ricky Stewart level is pretty yeah. bad. Ne- never rated Daly. Is so okay. So let me ask you this question because this is how I kind of see it. Right, Brad Fittler is either going to be remembered as a coaching genius or an idiot savant. Right, so an eccentric idiot savant. Because I, my jury is still out on Brad Fittler. I'm not so sure he had too much to do with that victory. I think this is a little bit like when Mal Meninga was a puppet master for someone like Michael Hagen in Queensland's halcyon days and and pretty much was the giggling idiot in front of the microphone. Yeah, like I mean, I reckon at origin level that uh, your support staff probably does or and your players more to the point run right. run the, the sessions and these you know, are the like, best players in the competition exactly right? the coaches probably don't have a lot of tactical input yeah. um, and much like managers of, of you know high performing football teams in, in Europe mm. um, you know how much coaching do they actually do They're where you do more player management than you do exactly coaching right, right? Yeah, so yeah. you do more let's keep everybody happy yeah. let's go out on the piss let's you know, let's make sure everyone gets along. Yeah. And that everyone kind of goes out there fired up and ready to win. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, listen, happy with the 2 0. I, I did call a 3 0 um, yeah. series win. I, I, I did say, however, that we'd win game two. What did you think of the Sunday night game? Plus. Was it a Was it a success or was it a not success? Because it was pretty weird. It felt weird to me. It yeah, felt d- weird. It definitely felt strange. Uh, Origin on the, on yeah, the weekend. I didn't. If you're going to have it a weekend, you've got to have it Saturday. Well, I felt like that. I felt like they probably should have had it on a Saturday. You, you got to have an event. Right. I mean, kids, young, young, young kids, primary school age kids, probably were denied the opportunity. Um, to, but they get denied the opportunity to watch it on a Wednesday anyway. I mean, like yeah, exactly. I don't know that they would have reduced the the amount of young kids on a Sunday night that would have been able to watch it. I mean, maybe some people were splitting their time between you know that and Sunday night on Channel Seven. But like. You, you wouldn't have had too many primary school kids watching it on a Wednesday because it starts at like 10 past 8 anyway, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I've, I've always thought that State of Origin should, should be on a Saturday anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I just think the, the whole sort of event, it, it can become a full-day event. Mm. Um, and you saw how, how good that, you know, Tonga versus Samoa yeah. Pacific test was. That was pretty, yeah, pretty good That was fantastic. Those, um, you know, yeah. the West Tigers and the West Magpies never had that many people at their home games out at Campbelltown. No, they didn't. Um, no, no, not when I was working for them. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. Just imagine we had more people sneaking in for the Bulldogs games than yeah. we did for that one. Imagine if Tonga, if that Tongan team was a was an NRL squad, they'd be pretty red hot. <laughs> that'd be really, they'd be a top four team for sure. Yeah, they probably would be. <laughs> they probably, it probably is one of the NRL teams. Like, I mean, geez, you, the representation of Polynesian players in the in the league these days is pretty yeah. solid, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, so it's finally good to see New South Wales lift the shield. Anyway. Yeah. Did they actually lift it? They have to wait. No, they had a little ceremony. They didn't have that. They do have to wait. They get presented at, uh, at the end of the third game, I believe. Imagine if they lost and you got to hold up the shield as you win. Yeah, I know. Fight. How weird would that be? I saw some. Uh, that, it just yeah, that wouldn't be great. Oh, we we need to win three 0 so we can lift it on a victorious day. Which I think they'll do. Qu- I, Queensland just yesterday lost uh, Inglis and, and Ponga. lost Ponga on the weekend. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, so they're pretty pretty thin. Yeah. So they'll probably struggle again, Queensland. But you never know. I mean. It's Suncorp Stadium. It's their home turf. They'll probably yeah. come out and play pretty hard. And the good thing with Queensland, they'll turn up, but no squirrel. Who cares? Well, I saw the other day, I saw some... Yesterday, I must have been on one of the Sunday footy shows, I saw some footage of of after the, the Origin game. and uh, Is it on a Wednesday? Boyd, Boyd, it is on a Wednesday. Yeah, well, it's back want, on a Wednesday. Want to try and jag a ticket and go? Yeah, let's do that. Let's <laughs> go up there. I'd go up there for sure. Fly, fly on a Wednesday Thursday, morning? Come back Thursday morning? Yeah, I'd love to go to Suncorp Stadium. All right. Righto, sports and spit. We might be getting on the road, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, anyone want to come, just send us a DM. You might if you want to, join our travelling party. If you want to come on our trip to Origin, come along. Because tickets wouldn't be that bad because it's a dead rubber, right? Yeah. So, no, we'll see There's an again. opportunity. Yeah, it might happen. Dead rubbers. We'll eh? look into it after the show. We'll get on the more get dead on the, rubbers than in your wallet. So, well, so I, so this footage that I saw was uh, Boyd Cordner consoling Greg Inglis after the game, and they had the the text underneath of what was being said, and I think it was like uh, it was a uh, Boyd Cordner was asking if Greg Inglis was all right, and then and then Boyd Cordner said, "I love you, mate," afterwards, and gave him a hug, and. And I was like, that doesn't feel right. At the origin. Yeah. 
It doesn't feel right. It's weird. And remember, in well, episode twelve, we spoke about Simo from the Northern Territory. He he was kind of asking on social media whether yeah, it was true. right whether you were tapping blokes on the ass during yeah, Origin. Yeah, yeah, but well, I, maybe I can feel him. In it. I, I feel what you're saying, Simo. I feel what you're saying. Mate. You're asleep. When I this was happened. asleep. But Boyd no Porter, Boyd Porter me had, me. he had the shit knocked out of him. He oh, did he? Didn't know oh. where he was. He got taken off. That's a good point. So he, he he was in the tunnels, supposedly having his HIA, which would have meant that his 15 minutes mandatory, you know, in, in yeah. the change rooms, he would have missed the end of the game to celebrate. Right. But he, but the siren sounds and he's out there in the field. So he's, something's happened. He's come back out. Maybe he's just delusional. Exactly. Maybe he didn't realise who he was talking to. No. Maybe, maybe he thought didn't. he was talking to um, James Maloney or something like that. He might have been too. Yeah, teammates okay. at the Roosters. Interesting. We'll yeah. investigate Just that. Scott Maloney and um, English mixed up. No contacts whatsoever in the NRL, no, yeah. so we won't find out anything. But I mean, we'll, we'll see what we to can me, do. I think it's a pretty easy mistake to make. Maloney and English, no. getting them confused. Yeah, pretty easy. Yeah, I guess. Both. One's six foot something, is he? No. Both got two legs and a head. That's right. Sounds reasonable to me. Okay, so we won that one. What did we lose? The bloody Socceroos. Oh. The bloody Socceroos. So the World Cup, it's, it's getting interesting now. It's just down to the money end. And we're out. Um, Socceroos are gone. Thanks a lot, Yedinak. Nah, you can't say that. He's, he's the only one that scored goals for us. Uh, well, we didn't score I mean, any from the field. <laughs> even though they were penalties. Penalties. All right, so what was your take? And uh, admittedly, probably... Should we have used Cahill? No, well, yes. 99% of us wouldn't know uh, Bert Van Marwick if we walked across him in a street. Oh, he's... Well, actually, you know what? That's true because probably six episodes or so ago we couldn't pronounce his name we didn't know who he was exactly. we had no idea about the pedigree of the man so, but it's a pretty solid pedigree Yeah, you know, he was undefeated course. at World Cup level until he took on us admittedly yeah but he had he had a lot better players and, and maybe I, I kind of get the impression that um, he carried himself in a manner that he knew best, and yeah, and he's he had yeah. sort of some kind of you know a disregard for a bit of the culture and a bit of the history of of, of Socceroo football, and yeah, and I I'd agree. Just kind that. of where we've come from, and how much we treasure guys like Cahill, and it's almost yep. like Cahill's resume was, you know, shifted to the side, and he kind of almost so, didn't, didn't matter. So would you have rathered? So would you have rathered? So I, I probably agree with you there, right? So when you hire European coaches. They're not going to know the history of Australian soccer. And I don't think They're they not, care. No, I don't think they care. i tell you why I don't think they care. I think, effectively, for a person like Bert Van Marwijk, that, the, coaching a team at the World Cup is like a job interview. Yeah. It's basically like saying, I can still manage a team, so professional teams around the world pay attention to the fact that I can take a team like Australia and I can make them competitive against France. Yeah. I can make them not get completely smashed against Denmark. Yeah. And 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 then the Peru game we won't even talk about, right? Because that was just a horrible debacle. Yeah. We lost 2-0. But in the end, Bert Van Marwijk probably did more for his stock as a manager than he did for Australia's stock as a legitimate contender on the world stage. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And I think he, so I think you coach quite conservatively that's right and you coach a style that won't get you smashed but it won't probably win you games either kind of get the impression he, <clears throat> he well, not even the impression I kind of just believe mm. that he had his own best interests first oh, I agree yeah and then and then if the Socceroos happen to you know have some good fortune along the way and, and, and happen to progress through well then that was a bit of a bonus for him but, absolutely like if uh, he took him to the round of 16 then that would have been an even bigger bonus but not getting them finishing last in the group and not getting them yeah. beat 5-0 yeah. is pretty good for him. Yeah. But but I I but I actually think so so Ant Postacoglu has a lot to answer for with regards to the Socceroos performance in the fact that he built a team under a certain style and said we have to play this way if we want to qualify and be competitive at the World Cup. And then he walked away. Yeah. And we didn't play in that style. No. And we weren't that competitive at the World Cup. We didn't score a goal from the field. We scored two goals from the spot. And and one of those probably was dicey as to whether or not it should have been given as a penalty. Yeah. And so so that's disappointing. I I don't know about the Cahill thing. I, I'm not so sure that Cahill... Um, w- I don't know that Cahill would have done made any difference. Yeah. But as an Australian, I almost feel like... Everyone wanted to see him. Well, I probably feel like I, we could have lost 2-0 with him or we could have... Like, I probably would have rathered lose with him 
Exactly. Than lose without him. Because there's always and we lost sen- anyway. Because there's always that sense of oh, Cahill's on the field. We know we can do. He's done it time and time again. Well, he always just pops up for that header and he scores. Yeah. But if that chance is 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 never there. Yeah. Then it's almost like we feel like we're we're not even in the contest to some degree. That's right. I I feel like. I don't think we would have lost to France four one if Cahill had to come on for fifteen no. minutes, right? But but if he comes on for fifteen minutes, that for that fifteen minutes, I feel like we gave ourselves the best chance of him jagging that goal that he That's always right. seems to jag, right? We're not sort of saying <clears throat> Socceroos would have progressed to the semis. No, I, I, not, I'm I, not I think, saying that. I think the round of sixteen is was our ceiling. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then that would have been a good achievement. Um, and the expectations were if we get through the second round, job well done. See, I'm not even look. I, I guess I, I said I was joking around before, but I'm not even that disappointed that the Socceroos didn't make the round of sixteen. I think making the World Cup finals is amazing. That's the top 32 yeah. teams in the world. Well, the pressure's so now. Forget rankings. Is, like. is it the next World Cup where it goes to 48? Or is it, it one does. after that? Yeah, no, next one goes to 48. So if, yeah. if, we, if we don't make the next World Cup... Because there's so many stadiums in, in Qatar or whatever. Where they're What's that? Is uh, don't they, not, they not knock them out in two weeks? I think so, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. they work pretty hard over there. The, well, yeah, that's right. All the workers come in. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I think they. I don't think they have too many safety regulations. No. Let's get it done. Well, yeah, so if we don't make the next World Cup with 48 teams qualifying, or, yeah, is it 40, 48 or 40? I, yeah, I kind of think that the Socceroos, and, you know, we, we unearthed a couple of good little players, Arzani, and there's a, a few young guys Yeah, so through. he basically now can write his own check for he the can. next club Absolutely. that he plays for. Absolutely, and I think Graham Arnold sort of, you know, he, he is Australian football to some degree, yep. and he, you know, will... will I think the Socceroos will, will, you know, kind of mirror his personality as a player and a coach, and you know, we'll, oh, I think so. We'll probably play a bit more of an expansive, more exciting brand of football, hopefully. Yeah, um, hopefully. Anyway. I. It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see who, after a World Cup like this, it's always interesting to see who comes back and and what your team looks yeah. like. Um, because Australia, you know, it's it's pretty ridiculous that we're able to produce so many good soccer players to allow us to be competitive enough to have made. Yeah, three or four World Cups in a row now. Yeah, and right. this is probably one of my favourite, even though we haven't progressed <coughs> as a whole. Probably one of my favourite World Cups um, yeah. for, that I can remember, simply because it's just uh, it's, it's not following the status quo. We're seeing a bit mm. of a, a, sh- a shift in um, in in nations sort of yeah. being there and not being there. I mean, let's talk. Well, about, let's talk about before, Germany. Well, Germany are gone. Yeah, they're out. The first time they've ever not progressed through since like you know for for eighty odd years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Spain are gone. Yep, they were the favourites. Gone. Spain are out. I mean, even before we started, there were some big names we noted that weren't going to be there. Italy, the Netherlands, Netherlands USA. Right. I mean, USA always generally there, but mm. they're, they're, they're getting Portugal better. Portugal are gone. Yep. Portugal are out. Knocked like, out by Uruguay, who are, who are quite, you know, to their, to their credit, are up there. Well, they'd probably be one of the favourites to win from here. Like, yep. If you can play good defence, you can certainly win games. Like, I should know. I was a defensive specialist <laughs> back in the day at most sports I played. Um. And then the lowest ranked team of the whole tournament happened to be the hosts. Well, but they look like they might, they could even make the final. Well, that was a sports and spit prediction from we you. Did. That if, was from guys, you. Yeah, you, you said that. I did. Uh, for you know, you the, said, get the, on Russia. Get on Russia. You get on, get on to get out of the group, and then mm. they're just just icing on the cake if you got them on any. Well, beyond that. well, we thought they were going to get out of the group based on Putin's influence over the whole thing, and didn't that show through in the first game? There's a few dubious decisions well, I for the say, Russians. I think they got some momentum out of that game. Yesterday morning, <laughs> I, I woke up at about six a.m. and you know check ESPN to check what's going down with the free agency situation, and the World yeah. Cup scores because I'm not getting up that early to watch a game. No, and I just you know check CC Russia, you know. Uh, the other team scored. They scored second on a penalty. I'm thinking, oh, what kind of penalty was this? And here we go. What, what happened here? And then, the old Russian penalties. <laughs> no one wants to fly out of the country over over Ukrainian airspace. That's right. So you know, I had to go and check um, and see um, who, you know, how the penalty was was, was, was given. given. It was yeah. it was a handball. Yeah. An innocuous handball in the box from Spain. Mm. Um, you know, I guess you know, looking at the replay, you have to give that. So. Well, when would you have ever thought that Russia, Spain in in the round of sixteen would have gone to penalties, and that Spain would be out? I mean, that's what you're saying, right? Like yeah. world football has been turned on its head this World Cup because none of the favourites are still alive yeah. virtually. Argentina yeah. gone Argentina at the hands of gone. France. So you had, you Lionel had Messi, France and Brazil very messy at this level. There. Lionel, 
very messy at um, this level. This morning's game, uh, Croatia and Denmark. Yeah. Um, they had Denmark scored in the first minute. Yep. Um, Croatia scored in the fourth minute. Yep. And then for the next 116 odd. minutes, because yep. it went to the full time and then a scoreless then extra penalties. time. And penalties. Yep. One of the best penalty shootouts I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, three saves by the um, Croatian keeper. Yep. And they were saying, if I remember correctly, that it was the first time ever in a penalty shootout that a goalie has saved three attempts. Is that right? Yeah. The first time ever yeah. in a World Cup? or uh, possibly, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Just Correct say, me if I'm wrong. Sure it was about... I'm pretty sure i that in over 35s on a Friday night. <laughs> it was 6am-ish. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure... Um, Down at Mayfield Oval. Right up there. So, yeah, right. well done to the Croatian keeper. Um, so Russia who, so, on, on a tear. I, I did did read that um, vodka did, sales have gone viral. They, <laughs> they have gone Sold viral. Sold out. Everyone's, yeah. everyone's on, the, on the vodkas over there. Yeah, and nobody's getting hacked around the world at the moment. No, nah, all no the Russians ransom, are happy. So the ransomware um, business has gone down. So if you're investing in ransomware, you have lost your money. Yep. Russians are busy um, at the moment. The Russian mafia will be back on the job in it probably will be, three yes. or four yeah, days. Just when, taking a couple <laughs> of weeks' holiday. And um, so, so so, how does this go then? Who wins from here, Streety? Well, let's, let's, let's talk some predictions. Okay. So we'll start at the lower end of the, uh, the, the bottom half of the draw. Sure. So uh, Russia will go on to play Croatia. Yep. Um, tonight... Um, or tomorrow we've got Sweden and Switzerland. Yep. And then Colombia and England. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take England. Yeah, um, I think England to will play. It's a toss up here, but I'm going to take Switzerland. England versus Switzerland. And then I've got to back back Russia in to beat Croatia. But then England are going to play um, Russia in the semi and beat them. Yep. So England will make the final. England will make the final because that's probably the half of the draw you'd want to be in, right? Oh, totally. Oh. It's, it's now that Spain are gone, super easy. Denmark are gone. Uh, all the um, you know the favoured teams are at the top end. They're going to play each other. So Uruguay play France, mm-hmm. and, and then Brazil play Mexico uh, tonight. Play Mexico and so Belgium we're... play Japan. Yep. So you probably Japan say Japan are in a pretty good spot, aren't they? Yeah, like... they're my team in the sweep. So go Japan. Go but Japan. I kind of like Belgium too. My team Tunisia just didn't make it through. Yeah, close. The 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 Eagles of Carthage, yeah, just just lost out. That was good. I was happy with that draw. Um, okay, so let's have some predictions. Well, I'm going to take France to beat Uruguay in extra time. Yeah. Yep. No, I like Uruguay. I'm going against yeah, you. Okay. I don't like France. Yeah, no, I don't really like them, but I think they're no. they're all right. They're Uruguay. Good. Um, Brazil. I think Brazil might beat Mexico one nil. Yep. Uh, Belgium, they're going to win 3 0 over, over Japan. I think Japanese are going to win that. Oh, there you go. It's good, it's good yeah. for me in the sweep, anyway. It will be. Um, so, as for a final, I'm going to say France play England in the final. Yeah, right. I think, uh, I think Brazil will play uh, Colombia. Brazil, Colombia? Okay. Yeah, I think so. South American special. South American final. So, we, we've yeah. got a bit of. You heard it here first a, on A Battle of Europe, <clears throat> and then a. Uh, I think the European teams have, have, have had it. They've gone. Yeah, okay. I don't think they're going very well. Well, I've got to say, at the start of the tournament, I put money on England to reach the final and lose. And lose. As a, I was paying 13 bucks, so I got on that. Yep. Um, so, so let's go England. Kind of, kind of burns me to see France win, but... Yeah, it does. You know, it's, it's win-win if England make the well, final, because yeah. they're the team I go for in the World Cup. If You'd it's not the So it's You'd all good. You'd be very happy, mate. So, very. yeah, a few more late nights coming up. What about our sweep? So who's still alive in our sweep then? Just let's rattle off a couple of quick names. We'll give a few quick shout-outs to people that are still alive. All right. So right at the top of the chart, my final, uh, Pat Calabria. Yep. He's on France, still alive. And Adam Clark, yeah, England. Yeah, if he wins. Oh. Uh, Adam Melmoth. Adam Melmoth. He's, I'd like to see he's him He's got win. Croatia. I hope you have a good run. Luke Nugget-Woodman. Yep. He's on Russia. Yep. Newcastle's best real estate agent, Brad Randall. Brad Randall, Uruguay. Uruguay. Mate, I reckon you're on a good thing, Brad. I think you're going to get a win there. Yeah. Yeah. Scotty Wheeler. Oh, yes. He's on Sweden. Sweden. Coach Adam Grogan. He yeah. coaches my daughter's soccer team. Right. Nice one, He's Grogs. on Brazil. There's, yeah. there's me with Japan. Japan. Uh, Paul Israel. Switzerland. He's Switzerland. Adam yeah. Pfeiffer is Mexico. Newcastle's other nugget, Mexico. How about this blowing Nick Marks oh, on Marks Colombia? Yeah. Colombia. If um, Colombia do make the final lock, I've predicted. Nah, well, maybe I'll re-predict that. I don't know. I don't know if I want to see Marksy get a victory. 
Oh, he's come in just on, on nothing on the back of a giveaway. He's a, late, a late come. Bradbury. He, he could do the we, Bradbury. Yeah, Marks, he does the Bradbury. Fair income. Well, couldn't happen to a better bloke. And then uh, Josh Joey Morgan on Belgium. Yeah, oh, Joey on Belgium. Yeah, that'd be right. Anyway, mm. so Captain yeah. Morgan, Joey Morgan. So the well, World Cup, all good. World it's fun. Cup. Late nights ahead. Definitely late nights. The finals on at one a.m. on a Tuesday. Oh God. Well, Wimbledon starts. Tonight? Does it? Yeah. Started oh, last night. Tennis, mate. Do I care about tennis? Yeah, I care about tennis. Yeah. Well, Wimbledon. It's the All England Club. Yeah. Mate, it's fantastic. We don't know who won or lost then, so we can't include it in this. But anyway, if you want to watch <laughs> some good sports, get on Wimbledon. All right. Don't listen to Streety. Next, uh, next little uh, topic. Mm. You win some, you lose some from the NRL. Oh. Now, yeah. you had a big win. Two big wins. Uh, we did have two for, big wins. The Bulldogs. The Mighty Bulldogs. We dumped the salary of Sharon Woods. Yep. And we managed to win one of the two games throughout the year that I care about the most. Yep. Which is the game that we play, the Newcastle Knights. Yep. Because that's where I live. And if I, my, if the Bulldogs lose that game, I hear about it all year. Yep. So I was very happy with Saturday's result. Yeah. I won... Two meals out of mates on that. Oh, speaking of, of meals, you still owe me a meal. I do, do I? Yeah, yeah. I've got a couple to pass on. We could do a trade. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, your win yeah. was potentially my loss. Yes. Well, the Sharks picked up Sharon Woods, <laughs> the Sharks didn't got they? Sharon Woods. Why would they take Sharon Woods off our hands? I've, I don't know. I've been trying to think about this. You know, we. I, I didn't say the deal. Did did we? Are we still paying him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. $600,000? Yeah, we're, we're, we're picking up about... I don't know, four hundred k thereabouts of, yeah, right. of his deal, which is it's great for us. So that's does that mean he gets a check from two? Like, does he get a pay slip from two employers? I'm not sure how it works. So the Bulldogs physically pay him not to play for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Well, Very if you guys are, are down with the social media, yeah. Um, today I posted on our Facebook page a link to a um a baseballer, ex baseballer. Ah, Bobby Vanilla. That's it, Bobby Vanilla. So this guy's my favourite. I love Bobby Vanilla Day. So every year, Bobby Vanilla gets a on July first a payday. Yep. Of he um, one point one nine million. Yeah. So the story of this guy is he had a contract and he negotiated a buyout, um, and he was he was bought out of his deal um, with um, the Mets, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so basically, on the 1st of July, from yeah. 2011 to 2035, the New York Mets make a payment yep. as part of deferring the $5.9 million the Nets owed him from the yep. year 2000 season, Yep. Um, a year which he didn't play for them yep. uh, because they released him. Um, so basically, um, the story goes... Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Um, so the- here we go. Uh, Benilla's agent at the time worked out a deal that the deferred payment with um, carried of $5.9 million over all those years had an 8% annual interest rate. Absolutely. Withheld interest. Withheld. So so Bobby mm. Benilla's making all this money off interest. So so pretty much, when it's all said and done, that $5.9 million that the <laughs> Mets agreed to defer the payment with, with the interest that his agent uh, negotiated yep. eventually turned to $29.8 million. <laughs> So every year. So if you on, think your house repayments, you, you're getting yeah. you're getting screwed by your bank on your mortgage. Yeah. Think about the poor New York Mets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think about that's not the poor New York Mets. No, Those no, idiots. Sucked what in a bunch on of, for yeah. making such a stupid deal. How good is it, Bobby Vanilla? Every first of July, picks up one point one nine million dollars for yeah. deferring five million dollars back in the yeah, day. Yeah, but that's not all. Vanilla. Uh, also has deferred money that is being paid by the Mets and also the Baltimore Orioles, another team. <laughs> yeah. um, so they took him for his final year of, and a half of his deal, 95-96. Yeah. And they've also deferred payments. Mm. Um, so the two teams split a $12.5 million payment, which comes in 25 installments. That deal started in 2004. So Benilla has received 14 payments with a total of $7 million. And he'll receive another five million through twenty twenty eight. Bobby Vanilla, what a legend! That's so to great. recap, Vanilla has received fifteen point three million in deferred money, mm-hmm. and over the next eighteen years, he has another twenty seven million to go. Wow! Oh, how good's that, Bobby Vanilla? Um, and all this looks good for him. 
because he lives in Saratosa, Florida. Yep. And Florida has no state income tax. <laughs> well, even if you didn't like live there with all that money, wouldn't you just go and buy a place there? Well, I mean, if you if if direct if that, you send your checks there, please. Exactly. Mets exactly. Orioles. If you knew that was coming, you would you would just go and move to a state where they didn't have income tax. Definitely, absolutely. That's where your residence. So, you you win some, you lose some. Uh, so Bobby Vanilla wins. The New York Mets lose. The Canary Bulldogs win. We did they win. A, they had a great week. Yeah. Um, the Sharks. Um, we might win the wooden spoon still. Yeah, the Sharks. Well, you know, losing out on that deal remains to be seen. We mm. did happen to win the game off a horrible forward pass. Oh, I saw that. That was a horrible forward pass. Um, that was disgraceful. It was disgraceful. The NRL have some really big issues to sort out there. Um, you know, the referees just cannot get it right, can they? I, I, I'm happy to take the win, but geez, it was friggin'. It shouldn't happen. Like no. the, the replay showed from one angle, the touch judge was. Right there. How many he, he, eyes do they need on the field for someone to have the the courage and the confidence to make some sort of call about it? Yeah, it's just one of those cases of you had one job. Yeah, you that's just got right. to, you got to watch it for. Like, what, what else do they do? What, yeah, what else are you, you, you doing? Got a, you got a video ref that checks the the sideline mm. for for being out, mm-hmm. and then you got some some twit that can't even watch a ball float two meters forward. Yep. But anyway, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, the game's going to the Sharks here. Yeah. Um, you win some, you lose some in the AFL. GWS Giants won four straight back in the They've top six. Won some, certainly they have won some. But then they lost their captain, Jeremy Cameron. Five, he was gone for yeah, five weeks. Five weeks. I, I saw him take out that bloke. He just nailed him. It was a fair hit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the poor bloke who he hit was only just gotten out of hospital. I think he was he was bleeding on the brain. He was oh really? Yeah, he was in a bad way. Yeah, Sheesh. yeah, it's not great. I, I don't know when he's going to come back, but I think it'll be a little bit longer than five weeks. Holy moly! Okay, a I, I didn't, didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, Collingwood Magpies. Yep. The most hated team in the AFL. Yep. Right yep. up there at number two now. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing a bit of a South Sydney Rabbitohs. Yeah. You know. Um, Nathan Buckley is... The, one of the two oldest clubs going around, have yep. a, a bit of a resurgence. So yep. five straight for the, the Pies. Mm-hmm. Um, still don't like them, but, you know, they're playing some good footy, I guess. Mm. Uh, Melbourne Demons, who I had, um, they, they were going good. They've lost three in a row, and their own fans are turning on them. And the Swans lost a... A belter of a game against Richmond the other night. Richmond showed exactly why they're premiership favourites. And they should be. They play a good brand of footy. They're good to watch. <clears throat> they are good to watch. And they're like they're a very hard team to beat, I yeah. think. Like so. And our mate Giles the East team, the Adelaide Crows, they're sitting in eleventh. Yeah. Four straight losses before a win on the weekend and they just squeaked that one by um on the weekend as well. So Wow. Was, uh... So that they're they're the winners and losers on the field. Mm. What about off the field in the AFL? Winners off the field. What about now? We can only oh, talk about losers, losers off, off the, the field. field. Oh, Barry Hall. Barry Hall. What are you thinking, Barry? Oh, Barry Hall has a very public track record. He does of being a dickhead. Brain snaps and being a dickhead. Yeah, that's exactly right. He does well. So that started obviously when he was playing, and he turned around and punched old mate um, from the West Coast. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was his name? Yeah, but he he knocked him seven sides into next week. Um, he did a hell it. He of did, a it talk. did it like a local Brent Staker. His name was. Yep. Yeah. He still has trouble talking about it now, Brent Staker. Yeah, he, well, he probably still has trouble talking. I think bloody Barry put his chin through his ass like with a punch like that. Just so. um, just a quick side note. Yeah. We've just got on the TV now um, the uh, Boomers versus Philippines uh, talking in about the lose FIBA some. World Cup qualifying. The boomers. Did you see the guts on Andre Blatch yes, just then? Yes, I did. Andre Blatch, the ex-NBA player. Holy crap. He's now playing for the Philippines, apparently. He's got Filipino grandparents, I believe. <laughs> so even though he's 6 foot 11. He must have been adopted. And African-American. Yeah, I think they, he's found, his, found his Filipino grandparents. But anyway, Barry Hall, big bad Barry. <clears throat> yep. Done it again. Yep. Um, yeah. And so, do, do, so, do you want to recap on this? Well... <laughs> Well, I don't know if I do because, but uh, but I, so if you haven't heard, basically Barry was commentating for Triple M, I think it was before uh, Thursday night's game uh, in the AFL, and and Barry and his co-commentators, um, one of which was Lee Montagna, the ex St Kilda um, legend, were were discussing Lee Montagna's wife's impending delivery of their first child, and they would. Lee Montagna, for whatever reason, too, I must say, pretty stupid to be talking about something like this in intimate detail yeah. on the radio. 
was describing to Barry the the procedure that his wife had had that day and to actually try and induce labor and and then Barry made a god awful comment that was not necessary and certainly they shouldn't have been talking about it at the best of times but it was a stupid bloody comment by Barry Hall and one that was laughed at quite heavily by the other two commentators and and so Barry lost his job about 30 minutes later or so when they pulled him off air immediately and just went no mate that's it you're gone yeah now we don't really need to repeat it. If, no. if you want to know, just Google it. Barry yeah, Hall, Triple M, Stupid Comments Act. Just, it baffles me, and it baffles us. We spoke about it before we, we decided to record around why you would even be discussing those type of things. Anyway, I mean, we've You're both talking footy. got kids. You're talking football. You know, we don't get on here and discuss those type of private issues. And, you know, we don't even talk about it together. Like, it's not something... I don't even know how it would come up. So it probably does highlight that not just the AFL, but but I think sport in general does have a problem with you know appropriate behaviour in public places when mm. groups of guys get together, groups of men get together. The way they speak and the way they speak about women probably degenerates to a level where, when it's called out to them, they seem regretful over it. Like yeah. obviously they all seem regretful, but. They just don't seem to exercise good judgment when they're yeah. talking about it, right? How about this bloke for the boomers? About? They've all got the names on their jerseys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, mate. Anthony Drimmick from Adelaide 36ers. Just must have got a start. No, he got a call up pretty late, actually. Yeah, so, doesn't have his name on his shirt. Yeah, so... Uh, That's like what you see in the local leagues. It is, yeah. Someone pulled out. I can't remember who pulled out because of injury. Jesse Wagstaff from the Perth Wildcats pulled out for injury. And so Drimmick got the call up. I think I think they might have been on the, on the plane on the way to Japan. So. Yeah. Anyway, so... Look, we'll leave Barry Hall where he is. He's a peanut, and he probably doesn't deserve to have a commentary gig. Yeah. Um, and good luck to Lee Montagna's wife. I hope the uh, labour goes well, and I hope the divorce goes better. So. <laughs> good on you, darling. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you mean Barry Hall's wife? No, oh, well, either or. Yeah. Who knows? Probably all sleeping with bloody someone anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. Well, we've covered all the uh, major things, except for one thing. Yeah, well, this is the, the the biggest news. Well, of the, before we well, go, the, the I know where you're going. You're gonna go to the NBA, right? We before are. we go, what have we got right in front of us? Let's talk about losing some, the Boomers. Oh, you know what I'll tell you? I've lost. I've lost faith in Andre Lamanis as a coach. What, what just now? No, well, probably historically. Yeah, no. He's got a fair support staff around him. Never, never oh, rated him. No, but they had their NBA stars in Matthew Dellavedova and Thon Maker back for the game against Japan three nights ago. They lost. And they lost, and they lost horribly too. They just never looked in it. Like they never looked like they were going to be. Well, they they didn't get flogged. I mean, they were still in it, but they always looked like they struggled. Even when they got close to Japan, Japan to get a big lift from the crowd uh, was horrible to watch. They couldn't find themselves the Boomers, so they need to redeem themselves here tonight against the Philippines. And they need to start a coaching search, <coughs> and they need to just sack Lamanis and just get. Uh, a coach from the states who's had NBA experience who can manage the personnel because obviously the team. That's so who do you tonight, get then? Do you get someone that's got history with the Boomers? Like I don't Brett think Brown. No, nah, well I actually don't think that he would take the role just with his now role. Oh, with I wouldn't the, have thought with so. the Sixers, yeah. but I would think maybe an assistant that, that's worked in that system with him previously. Um, you know, I, I've always advocated for the Utah coach Quinn Snyder. I think he would yeah. be a great coach for the Boomers um, yeah. simply because he's familiar, familiarity with. You know, international plays, his, his yeah. experience with, um, you know, Ingalls and Exum yeah. and, um, you know, all, all the other guys. Um, yeah, you probably want someone with a bit of familiarity with those so guys. So he, he's the guy I would target. It's just it probably it's for basketball Australians to come down to some dollars. And, well, and, and, and maybe they don't even have that, that amount what, of money. Like, what is Quinn, what's in it for Quinn Snyder? Yeah, exactly. He's, <coughs> he's already coaching the NBA and he's, he's pretty sought after. Yeah, him. exactly. Like, what does he want to coach the Boomers for? Yeah. They've made an interesting change here, the Boomers. They've put Kevin Lish into the starting lineup. He hardly played on on uh, Saturday night or, that, or Friday night. Sorry, he hardly played a, game, a minute. Really. Tell you what, a couple. Thon Maker, when he's playing for the Bucks, mm. doesn't look that massively tall. No, in this when game, he plays for the Boomers. Holy hell! Yeah, well, he just missed two foul shots to open the game. Come no, on, mate. Oh, he's just Delhi, Delhi the Dover. Anyway. So the Boomers, what we want to see is we want them to win some, not lose some, because they, they're not going to be eliminated if they lose this game tonight, but it will make their road to the to the actual World Cup a lot harder. 
Um, and and we really want oh, to yeah. see... Oh, yeah. See that big, big alley-oop big there alley-oop from, from, from Delhi to Thon, the Milwaukee Bucks connection. We want to see the Boomers in the World Cup because we think they can probably win a medal. So. Oh, full strength. We're, we're, we're you know top five team in the world, easily. Will someone like Ben Simmons in that come back and play in the World Cup, you think? Um, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah, very good. All right. Well, we've gone into basketball. Let's get on to it, Switchy. You've been chomping at the bit to well, talk about this. Well, listen, we, last week we had the NBA draft. We're only going to talk about two things. Yep. We're going to talk about the Euro kid. Yep. Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. was passed over by two teams. Yep. Um, he was drafted third. By the Atlanta Hawks. Who then traded him for a midget. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Young. Who couldn't defend a, a stationary bike. <laughs> um, yeah. He's just this midget that can shoot the ball really well. So he's basically Curry Light or Curry, just, Curry 2.0. Just so you know, big fat Andre has just hit a fadeaway three-pointer right in Nick Kay's face. That is what you want to see. Overweight Ex NBA player knocking down the triple and eight foot fun maker hits a three. Yeah, Man, he looks tall there. Holy Maybe holy. I guess I probably shouldn't have been so critical of Andre Blatch's Filipino parents yeah. when fun makers, you know, Australian grandparents. Obviously, are very respectful of their lineage. Fun makers a great story. He is a great story. Oh, well, Andre got a little bit carried away. He's decided to hit it, try another fadeaway three, and it didn't work. I'm actually really happy that, that Thon is playing with us. It just shows there was some, you know, talk a little while back whether some doubt whether he would actually commit to play for the Boomers. Yeah. Um, but it's good to see that uh, he's committed to us and sort of yeah. re- repaid some of that development we put into him as a as a junior when he was running around down in, in Sydney and Bankstown and areas like that. Well, we did talk about this a couple of episodes ago, didn't we? We talked about the diversity of the Boomers squad and how good it will be to see so many different nationalities and, and histories and heritages yeah. represented, right? And the so. Filipinos are the same. Andre Blash, the bloke on there, there's got a guy on their team called Matthew Wright. Mm. Um, ex-winger for the Manly Seagulls, Cowboys and Cronulla Sharks. The guy playing for the Philippines? Not not the same guy, same oh, name. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. same name. Right. I was like, what? <laughs> Jeez, a two-sport hero. I didn't know about that. Anyway, so... So, yeah, that's... Luka the... Doncic and the NBA draft. We were there. So, so Doncic gets traded for Trey Young. Yeah. And Doncic ends up at the Dallas Mavericks. Great. Is it probably the best situation he could have landed himself in? Why is that? Well, he's got old big Dirk. Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki, Dirk the, the German. Stirk. He's at the tail end of his career. Dirk Nowitzki. Um, he's sort of he's probably the greatest ever European to, to play in the NBA, yeah. arguably. Mm. And Doncic is... Oh, um, that's a bit rough, you reckon? Drazen Petrovic probably have oh, something Dirk, to say about that. Dirk's an MVP, oh, won a championship. Drazen was the, one of the greatest players of all time. No. Oh. Anyway. You're, you're taking the piss there, but... Um, oh, mate. Righto. All right. Well, keep going. Yeah. So anyway, so... Well, Luka Doncic may end up being... Exactly. Greatest. So you, you've got, arguably... Well, i tell you what he's got to jump on both of them on, and that is, is the quality of his mum. Yeah. Oh. Fair dinkum. Luka Doncic. Hello, mum. It's anyway. no surprise. His dad was a professional sportsman in, in Europe. Was, she, was he? You, yeah. Everyone knows how, if you're a professional sportsman, the chances of, of getting <laughs> yeah. a... Yeah, what was that? Yeah, there's a, there's a there's, who's a bloke. He was a really ugly, big, tall, lanky, red-headed striker for for one of the Premier League teams. And he oh yeah, yeah Peter Crouch. Yeah, and what did he say? He, they said, um, Peter, what would you be if you weren't playing in the Premier League? He said, probably a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was a pretty ugly bloke. Yeah. Oh, I like that honesty. I thought that was pretty good. He, he scored some good goals. I mean, he was, I think he was, was weird. Good. People just liked watching him because he was so awkward. Yeah, and you'd think, oh. a big rangy left footer. Scored yeah. some good ones. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, crouch. Anyway, Luca's mum, that's great. Good honour. Yeah. So. Anyway, listen, free agency. It okay. happened. It happened. It did happen. LeBron James... He went to LA. He's gone. He's a Laker. He's gone to LA. Did you see this happening? You did see this happening. Oh right? yeah, I did. But you know, what, what, but, okay. What? Why did this happen? Did this happen because was LeBron James? Is he there to because it gives him the best chance to win a championship, or is this just a business decision because he signed a four-year deal, right? So four years. It's, it's gonna, is it going to see him out of the no, league? No, no, because he wants to play with his son. Exactly. So. Um, he has an option to, to re-sign after three, so he may extend for another two or three years after that third year with the Lakers. So is he there in LA because of his business interests and how it sets him up? Because that's totally. what it seems like. But you know the the, the basketball side of things also too, um, you know, um, is appealing to him. And I actually think that what's appealing the history of the Lakers, uh, 
the the, the potential of mm. being able to build a team quickly mm-hmm. because of who they are, where yeah. they are, and I guess their position in terms of how much salary cap space right. they can the have, the lifestyle that that city can offer, and the opportunities it can offer, the fact yeah. that it doesn't snow, it's yeah. not cold, it's, it's, well, it's nice. Andre's just hit another three. Fair income. Um, Old fat Andre looks so, like he's going. So okay. I mean, there's a range of reasons why people love California, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. you know, sport is. Uh, a pretty big one. Pretty big tax so, there, isn't there, yeah, in California? You know, but another reason why he's, he's gone is because, you know, J.R. Smith <laughs> screwed up the game <laughs> one for him in the final, so he just wants so to get Cleveland, away from that. So Cleveland, if you're looking for someone to blame, blame J.R. Um, it was actually not... I saw a thing on Twitter today where they they showed a video of a, of a LeBron jersey on the ground, and the last time we saw that, people were burning it. But oh, yeah. this little video was just a guy put the, the jersey on the ground, and then he held a note, put, put you know, camera... He's looking down. He brings his hand down, places a note on the jersey. Thank you, LeBron. Yeah. So it, it, it's different this time How around, and, and, and I think um, yeah, I think the fans are appreciative of the fact that he came back. Yeah. Did what he said he was going to do. Yeah. And now he was kind of free, free to go chase his own opportunity and yeah, absolutely, and um, do what he does in in LA. And listen, it, it's good for the NBA. Um, why is it good for the NBA? What he plays in LA is that because it's what because it gives him out of a smaller market or they're a big club, big market. The NBA is yeah. always always better when 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 you're LA big, is successful. Yep, yeah, when yeah. when your big teams, your foundation teams, in big cities are doing well. Just yeah. the, the interest is in the media. Just you know, yeah. it, it all it all helps. And let's face it, all the best teams, all the best players, mostly are playing in that Western Conference. So. Your regular season games. Well, the games. Lakers aren't a foundation team. Oh, the Minneapolis oh, Lakers. Yeah, well, they. Yeah, but they're. But they're yeah, yeah. They're a, they're a stalwart. Yeah. One of the more successful clubs than mm. them and Boston, but. Pretty pretty storied history in terms. Kind of just means and... the regular season becomes more of an event as as yeah. well. You know, you're going to yeah. have the the Lakers and Warriors play four times in a season. Yeah. Houston and the Lakers are going to play four times, and you know, so there's a lot of the things yeah. going on within the season. So and does it, this stack? The uh, does this stack the West Coast Conference or the Western Conference? Sorry. Oh yeah, you'd have to say yes. Yeah. So, but so, are you a believer in the NBA needs to change their playoff system and not have Western Conference versus Eastern Conference playoff systems? Um. Or is this a situation where it'll just correct itself? I think this past season, um, the NBA Finals could have and should have mm. been. The best two teams, which yeah. came from the West, yeah. Um, but the way that the it's structured at the moment prevented that. They met in the West Finals, yeah. Um, and then you know the, the actual finals was a bit of a waste of time to be honest. Four nils, a sweep was over in, in, in a week and a half. Whereas, it was a bit of a waste of time, wasn't whereas it? Whereas the West Finals, was, well, we, we all blame Jr. for that. Too. Yeah, it was a bit of a gripping and enthralling series, and mm. went 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 the distance to seven. And yeah, you could argue that you know minus and if you take Chris Paul's injury out. They may well have, have beaten the Warriors, and then you know, Rockets could have won the whole thing. And then the whole NBA would have been turned on its head again. But it instead it got turned on its head in free agency. And the other big free agency signing, Paul George, he stayed with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, that's interesting. He came out at the end of last season, demanded a trade, mm. and he was traded to when he was um, with Indiana. Yep, traded to Oklahoma, yeah. and he mm. because he told Indiana, "The I'm not going to re-sign with you guys. I'm going to go sign with the Lakers." Yeah. Um, so they go, well, bugger this, we'll trade you, we'll get yeah. we'll get something for get you something for before it. you walk on us for nothing. Yeah. Um, but then George had a season in 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 Oklahoma City of all places, and um, the the talk all year that he was gone, it was only a one year rental, but he turned around and re-signed for mm. four years. Yeah. Which you know took a lot of people by surprise, and and you were saying today that he's being pillared for the, the actual contract the structure of the contract. It yeah. wasn't a great one for him. No, no. In essence, he's given up. 80 million US dollars to leave one team for a team that he doesn't doesn't really have a great shot at doing what he wanted to do oh, which was ultimately win yeah so you're saying he gave up 80 million dollars for what he could have signed for in Indiana correct ah okay yeah and I the see. opportunities to win with better players sure. were there in Los Angeles yeah right so he could have signed in LA for like two years or same something. money same money Okay, so if he had signed a five-year deal, mm. it was better off that he stays with Oklahoma. Okay. But the first four years of a five-year deal, if he had gone to LA, yeah, exactly uh, were the virtually same. the same. And in the first season, the difference was four hundred thousand, off wow. thirty million odd. Well, so that seems silly, then, doesn't it? Bugger all, yeah. Oh well, he must have some type of plan in place. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, LeBron was the was the big domino. A few other, a few other little guys have um, you know fallen, yeah. but we're still waiting on another couple of things to fall into place. A few other guys who are free agents are you know mulling their their options. So does this make the LA Lakers immediate contenders, or is this a situation where they'll have to continue to build because they did make a number of signings today? They signed Javale McGee, the like probably the dumbest bloke to ever play in the NBA. Yeah, um, and. And that's saying something because I don't imagine many of them are like you know, like, I don't know, writing books after they're finished. Yeah. But yeah. and he's you know he, he gets a rap for being one of the dumbest players, but he's also possesses probably one of the more um, you know raw, talented yeah sort of uh, you know frames in terms of his size and his athleticism and yeah things he can actually do. And when you're dumb, you'll run into stuff more, so that helps. Exactly. It's just yeah. the, the the mental side of things is kind yeah. of um, yeah left him. Every now and then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he has a few listen, it's, it's not over yet. Um, I think once some of the free agents are sorted out, then um, you know teams will then begin to shape their, their teams from trades and we're mm. all waiting with bated breath as to what the Spurs, Spurs do with Kawhi Leonard, who you know is rated probably one of the you know top four players in the whole league. So if you put him with LeBron, who's the best, and you put him with LeBron, then, yeah. then the Lakers become a scary team. He's told his, his team Spurs that... The only team he wants to play for is the Lakers. Wow. Uh, he's a free agent next year, so he can. But if they trade him, then they, then he gets no choice, right? Like they can send him wherever they want to go. They will, but teams will be reluctant to trade for him because yeah, you don't want somebody who doesn't agent. want to be there, right? So it's, what are you going to do? It's, it's like that, a year rental. It's that Paul George situation again. Now teams might go, well, it worked for Paul George. It could work for us. That's a fair risk, but if you give up a whole heap of assets, because I don't imagine the Spurs are giving him away cheaply. Yeah. So you either be so the Spurs either. So really, for the Spurs, you either try and get the best possible deal you can out of, out of the Lakers, right? Or you be resentful and try and get something less from another team, but just to spite Kawhi, you trade him there anyway. Yeah. Or the third option is you try and um, make amends him to stay. and you convince him to stay. Mm. Um, but otherwise, but probably the but but the risk to that is he just decides, all right, well, I'm not going to play for you for another year. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there's every option. He might go, well, I'll just sit out the season until you trade me. Yeah, absolutely. So now, the Boomers got... have just shot probably five threes in a row and missed five, all of them. Well, so... they're not quite at Houston Rockets level yet. No. But, uh, no. well, they're only up by three now. Yeah, yeah. they are now so because t- they've just missed five threes in a row. Well, let's wrap up the NBA chat. Yeah, um, so... We'll obviously keep you uh, abreast of the happenings via our Facebook updates. We sure uh, will. With, with We're right onto it. Streety checks every five minutes or so what's going on in the NBA free agency period. He loves it. That's so right. Looks, looks like all the action will be over within a week anyway, mate. Like they've, yeah, like, summer league starts. So it all all begins again in October yeah. uh, with the season. Yeah. So just while we're, we've got this Boomers game on, they're playing in a, in a 55,000-seat stadium. Yeah, but there's only probably 20,000 people there. There's a few empty seats. Like what, what do they do in this stadium when they're not... Playing Australia, what, well, what happened? Yeah, so what did the Filipinos need a need a fifty five thousand seat stadium for? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who live there, but like, what, mm. what the the Philo League's like six foot and under. Do, do they Is play, it really? They they have a six foot and under league. Yeah, right. So I've been told. Oh, okay. Um, you could go over there and dominate. Uh, yeah, I'm too slow. Yeah, same. If I just spot up and shoot, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, I can't even do that. So. Hmm. Yeah, right. Well, fifty-five thousand doesn't seem like it's rocking, but the boomers are doing their best they can to. I've got keep to say though, Filipinos we, in it. We do have the sound off. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. We'll see if we can get some sound for you. Yeah. So you got Shane the Hammer Heel commentary here. Yeah. Shane. Yeah. What do you think of some of the guys that are playing for the boomers? Uh, from the perspective of, are they worthy of playing for the boomers? Well, obviously, they're worthy, but. I've never heard of some of the blokes. Yeah, but that's because you don't follow the NBL. These oh. guys are all stars in the NBL. I do follow the NBL. I just don't. who have you not heard of? Like Daniel Kickett, Cash Kickett, Brisbane Bullets, played at St Mary's with the Gales. Cash Kickett had a great career with Sobe. the Gales. Nathan Sobey, he's like he's the Sounds Adelaide like he should be selling soap or something. He's just got Mate, he's a great he's player. Scored four points in a row. Yeah, he's a great player. No, oh, Sobes to zero. That's his nickname. I, looks don't, like I don't know he, what that means. He looks like he'd be a good AFL player, to be honest. He is. He's pretty athletic. He can get up there and yeah. dunk. 
Joey Wright's turned him into a superstar down in Adelaide. He's Angus Brandt from Penrith. Oh, he's See? all oh, over. Oh, he's made he's a block. Just, yeah, all right, right, I've changed my opinion on Sobey. Four See? points and a block in 20 seconds. Yeah, he's got a bit of an attitude too. I, th- I, I have heard he might have been in remedial classes at school as well. Yeah. Not a, you know, not that bad. That's just well, here we go, problem. making his debut. I'll make Drimmick. Yeah. They, it looks like they're using a lot more of their rotation tonight, the Boomers. They left a lot of these blokes on the bench against Japan, and they probably, to their detriment, so... Interesting, the boomers. But anyway, the free agency period it rolls on. We'll see how we go from there. And that guy's massive. Should be Philippines. pretty good. Right? He's big. Look at him. He's like, he's like the Boban Maranovic of, um, of Southeast Phil- Asia. Filipino basketball. I think he's probably got a wife that he's looks huge. like Boban's wife. Massive. Massive. So, massive head. Look at Jason Cadiz just signed with the Brisbane oh, Bullets in drink. the NBL off season. He's just hit the underside of the rim on a reverse layup. Yeah. Oh, look out! It looks like there's going to be a punch up here. Oh, so now you're not going to mess with Angus Brown. He's got a headband in his for Penrith with a headband, and he's yeah. big and yeah, you don't. No, you do. Looks not. like he's manning the doors at the Panthers club. Yeah, that's right. Oh, good little up and under. Drimmick had quite. Oh, a good, about him. He had quite a big career at um, Boise State. Oh, oh Drimmick, he? yeah, he was quite a good player for them. So, wow, yeah. Well, where? We're rambling, and if um, if you are in a car, you'll probably turn it off by now. Probably. So you may not hear this. Yeah. Um, so next episode, um, it may very well be a preview of the World Cup final. Yeah, we probably should try and preview um, the World Cup final. That's yeah, well, so we'll talk about how the, how the, how the, the main... We'll tell you how this Boomers game finished against yep. the Philippines, because we'll... we'll Quarter semis. Um, NBA free agency would have finished, so a lot of those teams will be sort of uh, reshaping rosters, mm-hmm. and we'll be able to sort of... Uh, Throw out some predictions and some bit of an analysis of what went down. And we're going to try and get hold of the Uncle Drew movie, the Kyrie Irving Uncle Drew movie. Will that oh. have come out by the time that happens? Well, about that movie. So Kyrie Irving, if mm. you've seen the, the, the Pepsi ads, Uncle Drew, yeah, born in Australia, has a dual passport. And his character that he gets dressed up in in the Pepsi commercials is his grandpa, Uncle yep. Drew or something, Star, The star of the movie. Um, we're just you know looking at cinema times, see what to- when, when the movie comes out. Mm. Supposedly, the uh, the 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 film company that's um, got the rights to it bypassing it in Australian cinemas. Yeah, oh, that's bullshit. If you, it's stupid. Like you think the popularity of basketball on. here is going through the roof. Absolutely. And they're just going to put it on. Um, we're they're about to host next year. They're about to host the Boomers in the USA at. Eddie had stadium, aren't we? It was stadium the size of what we're watching this, Bigger this, this Filipino like, game. Oh, no, maybe 55,000 50, people, yeah. and they won't show the friggin' movie in Australian oh, well, cinemas with the bloke. That, yeah. They've got yeah, it wrong. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna try and stream it on Amazon Prime now. I oh, can tell great. you. So then they're gonna pay GST on it, so they won't yeah. let us watch. I can tell you if there's anyone, uh, any foreigners that listen to this, Amazon Prime doesn't even it's not even blip on the radar here. No, it's Netflix. Yeah, Stan, Stan, or yeah. SBS on demand. Yeah. Or ABC iView, if you've got kids like I do. ABC Kids, mate. I tell you, there's some good shows in SBS On Demand. But Is there? Oh. We're, not, we're not a pop culture um, no. podcast. We talk <laughs> sports and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the other thing, Optus. Oh, Optus debacle of broadcasting <laughs> oh. the World Cup. Fair dinkum. You thought we were bad on the airwaves. Optus, fair dinkum. Those idiots. If you've got a phone contract with Optus, get rid of it. Yeah, go and join Telstra. Get some decent service. Wait, I've got a phone contract with Optus, but I didn't pay the fifteen bucks to get the World Cup access, which is what it was going to cost you. Such that you never got. You never got the access. They they, they paid um, SBS eighty million dollars. Yeah. To broadcast it, they've ended up giving it back, saying we can't do it. You guys broadcast. So SBS have got got themselves eighty mil plus all the advertising they make from now broadcasting the rest of the World Cup. Exactly. So SBS is sitting pretty and laughing. They've come a long way from showing rude movies on a Friday night. Yeah, they don't show rude movies on a Friday night anymore. I don't think. I wish they did, but they might be some good ones on on demand. Yeah, there probably is. But they, so if you've missed the story, Optus partnered with SBS to actually broadcast the World Cup this year. Paying eighty million dollars and 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 taking, I think, somewhere in the vicinity of uh, thirty-five to thirty-six of the games that were going to be broadcast purely through their streaming channel, Optus Sports. And as an Optus customer, you were able to pay fifteen dollars to a subscription to the World Cup games. Um, and from night one, it had immeasurable problems. There was not enough capacity for the amount of people that were logging on to try and watch the game. Everybody started to get a buffering signal and it all dropped out. And by the end of that week, 
Optus had given the actual games that they purchased back to SBS to show on free-to-air TV because they just didn't think they could solve the problem. That is massive. So bad. Uh, so if you're a major sporting um, code and you're mm-hmm. looking at um, streaming arrangements to you know to for extra revenue for you know to, to have your, your your games broadcast. Yep. You uh, need to be careful. You need to look at this as an example and go, well, hold on. Yeah. Optus couldn't even show the World Cup. Absolutely. You know, our, yep. our infrastructure to broadcast the NBL or mm. the NRL. I mean, the NRL do it quite well with the Telstra. Yeah. Because, you know, probably a, a better network. Yeah. Um, but that's probably not without its problems. I mean, for, for major sporting events, I cannot believe that somebody at Optus didn't say... Well, if we invest $80 million in purchasing the product, we need to invest a certain, the, the requisite amount of money to make sure we can show the damn thing. Yeah. Like, so surely they did a lot of testing on that and, and loaded those servers up to double what it was that they had as a subscriber. That just seems absurd. Someone's got to lose a job over it. Oh, it's it's poor. And in it this is. day and age, like, it just yeah. can't happen. But it was beneficial for tight asses like you and I who hadn't paid and we got to watch Yeah, World I just, World I just signed up for the free account because yeah. this, all the Socceroos games are free. So, <clears throat> but we, you know, we went out to watch them anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, uh, but if you, you know, follow or, you know, have heritage yeah. from other countries that you, that you follow and you want to watch their games that weren't shown live, you, yep. were, you, were, you were bugging. You couldn't, couldn't do it. You won't get to see them on Optus Sports streaming channel, will you? Yeah. So. So anyway, so good luck to Optus. Good We've luck with Optus Sports. We've just over the one hour, so we're right on cue, so it's a good time to end it. Yep. Um, so that's episode 13, listeners. Well done. Yeah. So we're going to sign out with our intro song. And we'll see you in a week or two. Yes. World Cup wrap-up, NBA free agency wrap-up, NRL chat, another business that goes down. See you guys. Adios, amigos. Goodbye. <laughs>